Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and we've got another great show lined up for you today. One of the things I've been thinking about in prepping for the show is, what are the ways that God uses us each and every day, and how does he work through us to show God in all that we do? Well, I could not think of a more perfect guest to come in and talk about this than our special guest, Ashley Coda. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. So great to be here, isn't yes, it? Yes, wonderful. Well, you and I have literally only met via a phone conversation until right now in this moment. Yes. But one thing that really struck me in our initial conversation is that God is working through you, in you, all of the above, and you take God with you wherever you go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. And uh, gosh, more than ever now, I feel like that's proven true. I was just kind of mentioning that. Um, I was talking to my Christian counselor the other day and was like, oh, I just feel like spiritually maybe I'm drifting off because I haven't been able to make it to church. And then he's like, really? Because uh, some of the stories you've told me, I feel like God's been working through you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do we make up about right. church serving God? Right. Like right. there's a lot in that. So as we unpack this conversation a little bit, let's let's go back. Let's let's go into your past a little bit in yeah. that. Of course, my one of my first curiosities is always like, did you always know God or did you have a moment? Was there an experience? Oh, How did you get to know my the path, Lord? Yeah. <laughs> well, I am super blessed that I have a father who instilled it in me from the moment I came out. Um, my dad is always shown me how to live like Jesus. Um, so that's been a wonder, wonderful, wonderful thing. But I feel like we still always have our own little moments and a very distinct moment for me um, was a time where you know, the lowest of lows always. There he is. And I remember um, I was pregnant with my youngest and came home from a 12-hour shift one time and his dad had packed up and left. And so I just didn't even know what to do anymore. Didn't uh, didn't even have the words to pray. I just I just remember sitting there like, God, I, I feel so lost. And um, it would be in those times that I would just Hurry up, get the kids to bed, go sit in the shower, put on my worship music, and through the songs is where I found my prayers. And that was a time where I felt like he had just put his arms around me and it was like, trust me in everything. I love that you're bringing this up because sometimes I think we underestimate the basics, those basic right. things of prayer, the basic things of the word, the right. basic things of a Christian song on the radio speaking right. to you. And that's, I think, for me, I always thought I have to know what to pray to get to get the right answers or to get the answers or to, you know, like I have to know, do my part and know what to say. You like God knows us more than we know ourselves. Oh, Amen. my gosh. And it's just amazing sometimes to, for him to send out those gentle reminders. <laughs> it, it, absolutely. And and one thing I love that you're bringing up because you have background and you're in the medical profession, correct? I'm in a little bit of everything, but that's one of them. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a sense of there is a right and wrong answer for some things, right? right. The right yeah. amount of medication. The right. Okay. Right. Yep. Maybe a certain type of surgery. So sure. it's so fascinating how in this profession that you do where you earn your money. Yep. Right. There is sometimes a right and a wrong. And yet then there's this, oh, here's my relationship with God. It's all coming together, yeah. right? Yep. It's so fascinating. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, and honestly, that that was a time that will just never leave me. And just always reminding people that even when you feel like you have no words, no idea what's going on, he's right there and it's all part of the plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how did he continue to work through this 
and actually bring you through it uh, with him and alongside with him to continue developing relationship with him as you moved forward. Yeah. Well, that was just a moment where I just drew closer to him again. Um, and just remembering like, Hey, this, this is my rock and getting back to always seeking him. And through that, I just started finding myself again. Um, started, started because I trusted him. I, I trusted the things that were being presented to me, you know, whether it was new job opportunities or different things that came about. Um, I would sit and pray like, okay, if, if you want this to happen, show me right now or, you know, open the door and it would be like, boom, there you go. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. So I've made, um, I've made quite a few job changes and things that I never expected in my life because I thought, oh, oh respiratory therapy, that's what I'll do for the rest of my life. Well, with life changes of needing to be available to my children and everything else, he has given me more opportunities than I ever could have imagined. And it's been so much greater than I ever could have imagined. And, um, I've had him be able to work through me through all those jobs or opportunities. It's been amazing. It's the only way I can put it. <laughs> As you're talking, one of the things that just keeps popping around you is this concept of identity. And there's all these different identities that you have. You know, there's the mom identity. There's the individual who literally husband leaves here you are. There's the identity of new jobs. There's the identity of musician, which we'll get to that one also and then there's this concept of the identity in Christ. Oh, that's yes. amazing in itself. Yeah. And as you're talking, what I really see that the more that you were seeking him, there's this identity in Christ that continues to emerge in you. So the closer I've drawn to Christ, I I guess the only way I can explain it is I hear him more. So in the most random moments, nothing else exists but what he's telling me. Um, for example, it pulled into a, the Target parking lot one day, and I happened to look over, see this woman struggling, pulling the tunnel cover thing over the pickup and whatever. And I got this intense feeling of, she, like you could, I could feel her frustration. But then I, he just kept telling me like, you, you need to help her, you need to help her. And I was like, I almost was arguing, like I'm trying, I'm grabbing my purse, I, like you know what I mean. <laughs> and I had this like five dollar gift card to Bully Brew in my council, and I grabbed it. And I felt incredibly awkward walking up to her. And I was like, you know, I don't know why, but like, I just, I feel like you need this. And that's all I said. And she was like, uh, thanks. And I walked away, went into Target, didn't think another thing about it, right? Come out and I have this little business card. And she's like, this is all I had. She's like, this is the first time I've been out since COVID. Nothing has gone right, but you changed all that. And it was like, he knew she just needed that coffee and that love shown to her. And it was just like, Oh God, you're amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I, I love these, these God moments. Right? right. And it's so, so not only was it a validation to her that God saw and heard her, but to you. Right. And that obedience and listening to his voice and knowing his voice. Right. Oh my gosh. I love this. And that was kind of the first time that I remember, I remember like arguing with him, like in my head, like I'm trying to hurry. Like I was afraid she was going to leave and I wasn't going to be able to let her know like, Hey, I don't know what you're dealing with, but you got this and you're okay. And you know, so it was super cool. It was one of those times that like the handful of others that it just, you're like, gosh, God, you really, how he can see everything and help everybody at this. It's just amazing. <laughs> what I love as you're saying this too, we talk about even the reinforcement to us, like in that moment, you know what God was willing to do to be, let's just say nagging on you. A right. Little bit, yeah, right? That's how it felt. <laughs> to, to take the action. And, and yet, 
that's how much he loves you too. Right. That there's other people he was probably doing the same thing to, maybe for something for you in your life. But it also changes your mindset. You start to see people differently because instead of a moment, you know, where she could have had a moment where she got frustrated um, in an interaction with me because of her day, I can now see things when people get like that and go, oh gosh, I wonder what they're dealing with today. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, oh, their attitude stinks or, you know, getting frustrated with them, I'm going, oh gosh, I wonder what they're dealing with. And just to have that, um, grace and compassion for them. You're like, it's just, it's a total, yeah, it's just all God. It's all crazy. <laughs> well, it reminds me of when, when God talks to us about, you know, being the eyes of Jesus, the ears of Jesus, the feet of Jesus, the hands of Jesus, the more you are in tune, the more we are in tune. Right. That is what we become. I mean, right. we, there's, I always talk about, I don't, want people to necessarily see me. I want right. them to see Jesus in me. Right. right. Exactly. And the more we do those things, and, and by the way, I love the trepidation at first. You know, I don't want to think I'm a little weird here. I'm just curious when you tell people that God speaks to you, do they ever look at you like, okay, she's woo-woo. She's gone off the, the tracks here. No. Okay. Actually, I haven't had that happen. <laughs> okay, that's I mean, good. I've that's maybe, good. I have been, you know, told that, oh, you're a Jesus girl. I get that. But like, okay, yeah, I guess if that's the worst thing somebody's going to call me, like I'll take it all day. And honestly, with what you were saying, it made me think of, I started trying to be, um, I guess what's the word? I just tried to be more aware of trying to tell people when I see them doing things that I see Jesus working through them, I just, I'll throw out like, oh, totally love your Jesus heart. Or that was a total like Jesus heart moment or something. And they'll like stop and they're like, oh, that you saw Jesus in me? Like, and I'm like, if we could all do that, just recognize those moments where we see Jesus in other people. It's a total, like, for that, I mean, because sometimes people don't even realize, like, Jesus was working through them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. to, like, almost call them out on, like, hey, I just saw Jesus in you. Whether yeah. you're a Jesus follower or not, like, that was yeah. Jesus right there, what you just did. And yeah. they're like, oh, my gosh. And I've been thanked so much for just saying that, you, you know, that. And I would just love for people to just be able to be more open about, like, saying those things to each other. Like, hey, it, I totally saw Jesus working in you. That was amazing. Yeah, I like I want to say like hashtag game changer. Right. Because this is what when more people start doing those type of things, that's what changes the game. Right. right. And I love that you are speaking to this too. Because the reason I asked about that, you know, I'm sort of like, you know, oh, you know, I, I feel like the Lord might have spoken something. I feel like they're kinda of looking at me like, okay, uh, you know, every once in a while I get the look until Whatever action that gets done, the the individual might be like, there's no way you could have known that. There's no way. There's just no way. I'm like, well, there is a way. And that's by listening to God and having a relationship with him. That's the way. Like, that is it. Right. And I think sometimes because the the concept can be foreign, that people don't always know what to do with that. Right. It can be a little bit like I've had that, too. It's like, okay, it's like you're see me and this can be a little freaky. And what I would love to do is normalize what this looks like for people, right? I'd love right. to see a day when this is the norm, right? right? Oh, 100%. Can you right. imagine? Right. Oh, my gosh. That would be I cool. can only imagine. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, we have, we have to yes. like, have, start having that conversation. Oh, my gosh. There is so much to talk about in this, uh, just through the identity in Christ, through the game-changing, through these distinct moments. There's so much more to talk about, and I know that we are going to talk about that 
We have to take a brief pause, sure. but we will be coming back. Okay. okay. Sounds Just great. So, so everyone knows we are not going away, but we will <laughs> take a brief pause. We are speaking with Ashley Coda. We're talking about all things God, God working in you, God working through you, taking God with you wherever you go, and hashtag game changing game the world changing. with this. That's right. <laughs> this is Deb McGregor with Live Joy, Share Joy. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We have more from Ashley Coda coming up. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248 6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe. Personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W E I G H S, or call me today at 218 368 4911. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We are talking with Ashley Coda. And I don't know about you, but she's been inspiring me already, talking about just the way that God is just working in her each and everything that she's doing. And Ashley, before the break, we were just talking about how like, yeah, God just sh- shows up when you show up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something like that, yes. <laughs> well, one thing that you and I had talked about um, prior to coming on the air was even during the pandemic, like opportunities to pray for people at your place of work. Cause you do like a lot of different things. <laughs> I do. It really depends on the, uh, the time of the year depends on what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> but one hat is that you do work in a hospital setting. Yes. Yep. And so one thing that you had shared with me was that you are openly like you can actually pray with people. Um, yeah, I started, you know, I got busier at the hospital and started to think, Oh my gosh, I'm just feeling like, I'm not at church enough and I'm doing the wrong thing by not making it to church and da, da, da. And then I kind of took a pause and was like, wait a minute here. God's given me the opportunity to like let Jesus live through me and everything else in my place of work. So, you know, maybe sometimes I'm working on a Sunday, but here I am put in a situation where I'm able to pray over somebody who 
needs those prayers or who, um, gosh, I had a lady once that was terrified to let me know that she kept hearing all the fear in her head, all the voices of you're sick and this isn't okay. And you're, you know, are you going to make it and all those things? And she kind of slowly led onto it. And I said, well, can I share a song with you? And she's like, sure. And so I don't know why, but the first song I want to share is Battle Belongs. And um, she was like so thankful. And um, I was like, next time you hear those voices, you just tell them, there's the door, get out, you know? (laughs) So she was so grateful to just have those opportunities to be able to share those moments with people, to share a song even sometimes, you know? And sometimes those are the songs that just help them through those little moments. So yeah, it's, it's been quite a blessing to be able to have those times. And not only just moments like that, but, um, you know, to just be able to, when somebody passes away, we have a moment of prayer, you know, and it's, I've just never experienced that. And so I'm, I'm entirely grateful to have those opportunities in my place of employment. Well, and also what inspires me is that your coworkers, you can look at one of your coworkers and say, I need prayer now, or we need to really be praying for this person. And Really, that's so refreshing. Right. Because so many other places, it just feels like it's almost like, oh, I don't know if I can talk about this or can I bring, can I bring up the G word here? Right. right. It's just, it's, we've gotten to a point in society where it's almost like we, we feel like sometimes we can't talk about God. Right. And that's, boy, has that been a paradigm shift, right? I mean, there's just, there's a lot going on around that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even uh, just maybe it's funny to some, but even uh, like before Easter, I remember, Somebody saying as I was walking out of the apartment, like, he's risen. And I'm like, he has risen indeed. And I'm like, leaving, you know. (laughs) I I can picture you doing this so I can see it all over. I like that you brought up this thing about, uh, you know, sometimes you can't make it to church services on Sunday. And there can be that little moment of guilt. And yet, you know, the Lord's really spoken to you about bring Jesus with you. And of course, we are not saying to people, do not go to church. That is not what we're saying. However, you and I actually had... a a bigger conversation around this, that like we are the church, right? The church is not this little thing in this square box. And I think sometimes it's almost like when we look at it from different perspectives, yes, it's important to go, right? Because it inspires us and and, and increases our faith. And what we also know is that sort of the intention is that we then would take it out with us. Right. Right. Yep. (laughs) And I always think it's very fascinating to me sometimes that, you know, people show up every week and then, no change, no transformation yet. Here right. you are transforming whether or not you're sitting there on Sunday. Well, and like I said, I had those moments of, oh my gosh, I haven't been to church in how long? And I, I felt myself beating myself up. And um, thanks to my pastor, Pastor Paul, just rang in my head, go be the church, you know? And I was like, wait, wait, I, the, I'm i doing what he told me to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, <all love>. right. <laughs> I have heard his sermon more than once online, especially during the COVID. I just, obviously, I don't, I, I don't live in town and uh, it, I just really enjoy his message so right. much. Oh, my gosh. He just speaks into my heart and soul so much, so yes. often. I am inspired by, I think it's okay to say, your tattoo. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, because Luke twenty three twenty four for you has a lot of importance. Let's talk about that. Uh, well, it, I guess all growing up, I remember going to dad and you always think your dad's going to side with you on everything. Somebody was mean to me. Somebody did something. Dad's going to side with me. So, you know, I'd run to dad and, oh, so-and-so said this or so-and-so did this. And, you know, all he'd ever say is, well, love them anyway, Ash. And I was like, no, did you hear what they did? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> 
you're, you're not, not siding with me. <laughs> you know, so and he had just ah, love him anyway. And that's all he would say. And you know what? Like my whole growing up life, I did not understand what he was trying to teach me until I bet I was in my 30s. And all of a sudden I'm reading the book of Luke and I thought, whoa, it was like a smack in the face. Like, look at here. Here he was. He wasn't preaching to me. He was just letting me know, like, hey, you know, it doesn't matter. Just love him. And man, if that hasn't been a verse that and just what he taught me, what he said and everything, it really shifts your mind on everything when somebody does something that hurts you or makes you angry or anything. If you can just think about, you know what, I'm going to choose to love him anyways. And your whole mindset shifts. You're able to like have grace and compassion towards that person. And then to even sit and think like, I don't know what they're dealing with that is making them act this way. I need to just have love for them. Like, so that verse, yeah, that verse is huge. And I don't think my dad even realizes how huge that was growing up. But man, that's such a great thing to love them anyway. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love the concept. And I love there are so many things that we sometimes grow up with that we don't realize the impact. And just as your dad had this huge impact for you there, think about us, right? Right. I am getting more and more conscious and more self-aware about sometimes the things I say or when people come back to me and say, you know, when you said that thing, I have never forgotten that. And I'm thinking it was, whoa. And of course, I like to believe, you know, somehow God is speaking through me, right? This right. is really not me. It's God speaking through me. But it does make me more aware of yeah. what I say, what I do how I am being with things, because I think it's so important. Right. Yeah. And that was just a simple thing my dad would say that really stops me from reacting. You know what I mean? Because we tend to just react. And that gets me to stop and just be in the moment of what's going on instead of just that initial reaction. Yeah. I had a client once that really had had a struggling relationship with a parent and she was a Christian. and, And I finally one day said, you know, I heard this from someone somewhere once, which was, Love them with the love of Jesus. If you are not in a place yet where you can love them, love them with the love of Jesus. Right. And start there. Yep. And by the time this parent had passed away, it was no longer just the love of Jesus, but a beautiful forgiveness had taken place, a beautiful restoration and redemption. It was just, if you can, if you can talk about death in that capacity that actually through this parent's death came this incredible healing and restoration for the entire family, for this particular relationship. And it started with love with the love of Jesus. Right. And I think that word, just love alone, is such a a beautiful thing because that's where I feel like he always, no matter how ugly we think something is, he takes it and he turns it into something completely beautiful all because of love. Like, you know. Amen. Amen. So true. I I talk a lot about Romans 8.28. Just he will work things for good. He will. He will take it. And and yet, if we are not starting with love, it does kind of sound like a gong, doesn't it? It's it's amazing. You know what I mean? That's, that's not the Romans 8, 28 scripture. I started, like, I just put two scriptures together and I didn't even know it. That was, I don't know. What do we call that? That's a mashup. So, it's, it, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I, I, I went from the Romans 8, 28 is going to do all things for the good, for the good. And then I like went into completely, but if we're not doing it with love, it sounds like a gong. Um, and I was actually reminded that scripture, even just recently, uh, there was a situation that was going on and... I knew that this person had good intentions, but the way it just kept coming off was like, what is going on here? And then I realized what was missing. It was the love piece. Right. It wasn't coming from a place of love. And so it was sounding like a gong to me. That is right. exactly what it sounded like. And I was like, rah, rah. what is that? The peanuts that, you know, the one on the peanuts. Uh, oh, uh, like the little. Because that's what it's that's what I make up. It sounds like. And <laughs> uh, 
And I do think that, man, it's, love is a simple four-letter word, but you know what's interesting is that the opposite of love is what? Hate? Maybe? Yeah, maybe, I guess. I it's also know. a four-letter word. So isn't it interesting that we get to choose what four-letter word? That's probably a little strong analogy there, but it's true, right? Right. Where are we putting our choice? Where are we putting our focus? Where are we actually directing people? Right. I think sometimes we have to remember that, that sometimes it's a choice we have to make to love. It's not always going to come natural or just, oh, I can just always love. No, it's sometimes a choice that we have to actively make. Yeah. 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 Amen, sister. What's next for you? Like, what is coming up in your life? Like, what feels exciting right now? Like, you do so many different things. I'm thinking, okay, so when's the Broadway show coming? (laughs) It's it's Ashley on base, and here she comes. (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, Gosh, you know, I've really, the older I get, the more, every time I start to question, what do I do next, or what do I do, I try and stop myself and say, hey, whatever you keep showing me is my path. Like I'm going to trust it even as scary as it seems. And a lot of times I say the scarier it is, usually it's the one that he wants me to take. Unfortunately, I know he just does that. (laughs) Right. I'm like, Oh no, that one seems way too scary. And then just keeps like, like nudging you. And I'm like, dang it. Really? That one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Um, So yeah, I'm really just trying to trust whatever he puts in my path and man, he's never been wrong. So Let's talk a little bit about that. You said, as I get older, and I there is something about, I'm going to use, okay, there, I feel like there's two things here. One is the wisdom of simply just getting older, but the other is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom as we mature in faith. How do you feel like that is working for you and, and coming together for you? Um, well, I think, first of all, anybody who's known me for a decent amount of time knows that really... Um, my mom likes to say I came into this world stubborn and I pretty much stayed that way. So my stubbornness is what I had and stubbornness and control. If I'm honest, stubbornness and control, I had to just let go of which let me relax into my faith and trust him. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And you are trusting him. I sure am trying all the time. And you're bringing him with you <laughs> wherever you go. Yes, Absolutely. I can't even wait to see where God's going to take you. Yeah, it's always exciting. It's going to be exciting. It's like a wild ride with the Lord, isn't it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like there should be a roller coaster called the Lord. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, there, that's the new one that we're going to all get on. Ashley, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You have just been absolutely a joy to have in the studio. It was fun. Uh, it was wonderful to chat with you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks so much. I hope yes. we can have more conversations in yes. the future. More, more to come, as yes. we say, more to come. <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We've been talking with Ashley Coda about how she brings God with her wherever she goes. We want to thank you so much for choosing to tune in today. We want to thank Josh Jones for stepping in and engineering today's program. We want to remind you to go out, live joy, and share joy. This is Debbie. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.